The following is a Down with a Dig production. This is Ohio Laborers Union and you, helping laborers understand the benefits of being part of a great union. Welcome to another episode of Ohio Laborers Union and you. I'm your host, Bethany Billy. Uh, you might recognize my next guest if you've been watching the Cincinnati Reds or Cleveland Indians games. My next guest is Adrian Harrison, the field representative with the Ohio Laborers District Council. Welcome, Adrian. Hi, thanks for having me. Tell me how you got involved in the Safer Roads Save Lives campaign. Oh, I think it was something simple as a, a phone call asking if I would uh, have my kids come up and, and do a quick video shoot. And we asked you because, uh, fair disclosure, I asked him. Uh, I asked you because I know that, you know, for many years you did work out on the roads and that you do have four beautiful little girls and the importance of, you know, paying attention in work zones um, was a message that you would want to get out. Yeah, it's 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 dangerous working out there by itself, let alone having to worry about the vehicles coming and going and, and especially the distracted driving. And how'd you get involved with the laborers? I know you didn't start out as a field representative for the district council. My background, I uh, got out of high school, uh, 18 years old, and I uh, joined the, the laborers union. Um, uh, they they started their apprenticeship program in 2006. Uh, it's when I graduated. I'm sorry. You just shocked me that you graduated high school in 2006. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm You're young. getting old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not compared to me. <laughs> what got you interested in the laborers? How did you, you know, come to find out that there was an opportunity in the laborers for you? My dad was a residential carpenter. Um, I helped him from starting in middle school. Um, we did we did the roofing. I mean, he brought us on. We helped through the summers, uh, through high school. I worked there. We was making $5 an hour. And they, uh, right before I graduated... Rumor had it that Local 83 was going to start their apprenticeship program. And um, my first thought, I don't want to go down there. You know, they they don't mean nothing to me. So we we were working on a house, and uh, me and the boss got into it, my dad. (laughs) I've been there. So I went down to the Local 83. They they were still taking in applications, um, and they – they let me in. 400 applied. Eight of us got in. And um, we, uh, that was that. Now, going through the apprenticeship was pretty, uh, uh, was like magnificent, something different that I've never dealt with, especially at that age, fresh out of high school. You know, there was the OSHA training and y- you had to be uh, trained on all these, you know, small engines and stuff. They were, I guess, certain particular ways to use a chainsaw that we we were never taught um the safe and right way to use a chainsaw correct yeah that's right so the apprenticeship was each year you had to have um like 132 classroom hours and then a thousand uh on the job hours to move on to the next phase to get through your four four year program when i left there at the four fourth year 2010 i had my 432 hours of training and I had 7,100 hours of work. Um, you know, like I said, my third year, they made me a foreman. I, I, I always had my head down. I grinded out. I was always doing probably a little more than what I was paid to do. I think, uh, companies recognize that and, and taking a liking to me. And I think 
when I got out of the apprenticeship, um, that helped too. Uh, and it allowed me to come into the local. And then from there, just, just kept going. Well, I think it's really important to know that you can start out as an 18-year-old kid in the apprenticeship program and work hard and work your way up to become a field representative for the Ohio Labor's District Council, which oh, oversees all 22 locals throughout the state. Never in my wildest dreams. I never would have thought. And so you went to our training center and took all the classes that you had to take. And how was that experience? Uh, it was good. Uh, me, I, I always enjoyed it. The, to, the food was great. The rooms were great. They had you know, pool tables and stuff after classes that you could uh, hang out and, and play around with, talk to your, your buddies and, and get to meet some of the other people. I, I remember running into uh, a group of guys from 860 and I, I didn't know the, the Cleveland local then. And boy, they were a ball. They were, they were fun to be around. So you got to meet a lot of folks from around the state. Yeah. Yep. It was a lot of fun. And what kind of work, I mean, I think local 83, correct me if I'm wrong, um, mainly focuses on building work. They're not big into the heavy highway, like 860 is a huge heavy highway um, uh, local. So what kind of, what type of work were you doing when you were down uh, working as an apprentice? So just knowing what I know now, 860 is just only a heavy highway. And then so majority of the other locals are are both. Uh, 83 had a lot of both, but we had a lot of power plants, um, four, four coal power plants and then, uh, Two chemical plants, and I might be missing some, and then that the uh, atomic plant. The type of work I was doing when I got in, um, we were it was mandatory to do some mason tending, so you had to uh, tend masons by packing block, making sure they had the mortar and stuff. They said if you could if you could do that, you'd make it as a laborer. Uh, so it, it was kind of required to go through it. Um, concrete at the power plants. Uh, all of it was a lot of, a lot of fun. I mean, tending carpenters. There was building scaffold, dig big underground digs, uh, laying pipe. You have worn a lot of hats uh, as a laborer. Not only were you an apprentice and a field representative, but you also started out uh, with DROC, which is the District 8 Regional Organizing Committee. And that is our organizing arm. And then you also went to Lesset, which is Labor's Employers Cooperation Education Trust. Uh, and then finally to the District Council. Tell us a little bit about your time at DROC. Yeah. So once I got into the local, I was there for... Almost a year, uh, I was able to c- come in and work with uh, DROC as an organizer in 2012, just a year later. Um, after about a year with them, I, I left there and, and went with Ohio Lesson in 2013. Two years with them in 2015, the Labor's District Council. They brought me on as a field representative, and I've been there ever since. And what are some of the duties that you do at the District Council? I know it's never, you know... The same day, it's not a job where you can say, I come in and I have A, B, C, and D to do. So you have a wide variety. What are some of the things that you do as a field rep? We assist the locals. In, in my position, I assist the locals with uh, pre-jobs. I assist them with uh, any questions regarding the heavy highway agreement. Um, we, we do things. I'll, I'll talk to members sometimes uh, about different uh, issues within that contract or any questions they have. And most importantly, my my uh, my things are uh, the grievance process, which is uh, time sensitive, and I also handle the death benefit for uh, a small group of retirees. Now, walk me through the grievance process a little bit. So it starts at the local level with, say, you know, a member will say, hey, you know, 
my employer, A, B, and C contractor, is not, you know, following these rules that I think are in the are in the contract in the heavy highway agreement. They go to their local union, and what happens next after that? So they they go to their local union, and in order to get this grievance in motion, they need to file it uh, in writing, like a, a written grievance. So the the business manager would take your grievance, put it in the writing, and, and send it to the contractor. They would have three days to actually get that settled and squared away, whatever it is. And if, if it doesn't get settled in that three days, well, then they have uh, five days to send it to step two, which is the district council. Uh, it would come up there to the business manager, Ralph Cole, and then we would have 10 days to settle that in step two. And if we don't get it settled, then, then it's on to the arbitration with the, the lawyers. How often does it go to that third step, to go to the lawyers? Or do you, you know, pretty much get things handled at step two? Step two usually takes care of it. Um, for the most part, mo- almost all the grievances we, we end up handling have a merit to uh, what's going on. And um, we, uh, we usually get it done before it goes step three. And what are some of the issues that, you know, you face? Is it people not getting paid uh, the prevailing wage? Is it, you know, they're not getting their hours or overtime? Or what are the most consistent things that you run into? So the most consistent is probably going to be subcontractors. And when we deal with the subcontractors clause in that agreement, uh, it, it, it forces that contractor to, use union it, our work is protected by that that agreement and uh, and we help protect that work by utilizing making sure every bit of that work's done by our guys um, some other parts of the grievances we'll, we'll do will be overtime sometimes they'll call about drive time and and that's not in the agreement and what is it like working at the district council? You have worked at DRock at a local. You've been an apprentice. You've been uh, with Lesset. What's it like at the council? Working at the district council has been a great, great experience, uh, especially me coming from the field as an apprentice. I uh, proudly came through the ranks and uh, up to where I'm at now as a field rep at the council. Very thankful for what this organization has done for me, allowed me to do, and especially on the members' behalf. But our leadership at the council is second to none. The The culture here is that the membership is priority. Every single day, our fearless leader walks into this office, and he drives just into our heads about what the members do and what they deal with every day. So we try to get positive results and protect our members so that the guys out there in the field can thrive in this industry. I mean, the the common misconception about our laborers is that we're just grunt workers. But our laborers are skilled. They're professional. Uh, my, my home local in 83 has done something unprecedented for laborers in our construction industry, I think. They've managed to be one of the first locals to get uh, radiological technicians and industrial hygienists accepted into their agreement as as work of ours, as work of the laborers. So uh, I'm proud of being a union laborer, and a member should be too. One of the most important things, I think, to recognize about the district council is that, you know, our business manager and secretary treasurer, Ralph Cole, he actually came from the field. He is a 50-plus member, a year member out of Local 83 in Portsmouth, and he knows what it's like to 
you know, work, uh, be, be out on the roads, digging trenches, doing all the hard work, whether it is working in the 100 degree heat or maybe not even working that day because it's raining. Um, and, you know, when I came to the council, I did come from a construction background, but I came from an administrative background. So I didn't really sort of put the pieces together. And he constantly drilled into my mind, this is about the members. This is about the members. They're the ones, you know, that are out there working hard in this 100 degree heat. So I think it's really important that we recognize that we are led by someone who actually has that experience and who actually understands, you know, what it is like to be a laborer um, day in and day out. You're absolutely right. Uh, like I said earlier, it's not really a planned day-to-day basis. And I know, as being your coworker, I can hear what you're doing in the office. And I know yesterday that you were looking into and researching uh, things in regards to solar panels and solar work. Can you tell us a little bit about that and where the district council is trying to go with that? A lot of that work is pretty labor-intensive. Uh, that's work that, you know, I go back to my home local in 83, uh, we got a solar field going on down there. They, uh, it's being done union. I mean, a hundred percent. So we, we know that there's about 34 of these coming in the state of Ohio. We want to get out ahead of it and, and capture all that we can. Um, we have the, the manpower. Uh, I know that they they still talk about this 80% of being done by Ohioans. I mean, everything we do is, is within our local jurisdiction. Um, so I was just doing some research to, to stay ahead of it, finding out where they're being produced, you know, and, and making everything tie together. I, I'm sure it helped someone somewhere. Yeah. And that goes back to, you know, the fact that we're always looking, um, for jurisdiction and to increase our work for our members. Um, I had a conversation recently with our training director, John Hughes, and he was talking with me about how, you know, they're going to start doing drone classes at the training center and how they're doing, you know, some exoskeleton things to help our members in the field, you know, if they have to lift heavy objects. And at the council, we're always looking for ways to get more jurisdiction um, that would eventually get our members more jobs. And, you know, with uh, renewable energy being a big thing now, the solar panels are popping up. You know, we were doing some wind wind uh, farms, wind farms um, previously. And so, you know, we're always looking, again, to increase our jurisdiction. Uh, and so you were researching on what the laborers could do when it comes to those wind farms? Uh, I was just researching where, where, they're, where they're at as far as, um, you know, they've been approved when they plan on starting, who what contractors that they have, you know, coming in towards that. Cause we want to, we want our, we'd rather have our guys do it or no one do it at all is, is how I feel about it. I mean, uh, so, and while that's, we keep that in mind every day, we're still trying to protect everything we do have our, our heavy highway, which predominantly, you know, the, the district council here. Um, and, uh, and that's what we want to take care of everything we got and expand a little more. I think that what the Labor's District Council was established for is what I like to say is that we advocate. We advocate on our members' behalf. We advocate on our contractors' behalf. Um, and we advocate on our internationals' behalf. Uh, what are some of the things that you think the District Council does, uh, you know, to advocate for our members? So, I mean, the District Council is a, a multi-prong. I mean, they, Ralph Cole does a tremendous job. They got everything covered from uh, dealing with politicians to make sure all that's taken care of. You know, 
Ohio less it with you. You guys are out there killing it with the top down. You've been a laborer for over 15 years now, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of things change over that 15-year period. What do you see the future as the laborers being going forward, and where do you see yourself in that picture? So the future of the labor movement, we, we obviously want to get make sure all our work is covered. We want to make sure all our members are safe. We want to add all the members we can. I mean, we want to go as far as we can with, with uh, to make sure. What well, Down there in my home local, they had two guys actually um, killed on the job. OSHA was able to do some fact-finding and, and find that contractor some uh, some money. Just We don't want any neglect. We want to make sure everyone goes home safe. Well, and like you said, you know, when you started out, we you laborers, I would say, probably built that A plant. That is a big uh, thing down in the local 83 mm-hmm. uh, Sayota County area. And now, because of the things that we've done here at the District Council uh, in working with the Department of Energy, now we do have rad tech training. And now not only did they build it, but now they're dismantling uh, that nuclear power plant. Correct. They, they don't want to take that chance. Uh, they know when they're dealing with union laborers, especially in Ohio, that they're skilled professionals that uh, know what they're doing. Well, thank you, Adrian. I appreciate you joining me here today. If you want more information about the Ohio Laborers District Council, you can find all that in our show notes or go to www.ohldc.com. Thanks again for joining me, Adrian. Thank you, Beth. Views and comments on this program may not be those of the Ohio Laborers District Council or of LIUNA. This has been a Down with the Dig production. 